0: God, the furnace is working. At least it is up here. Praise God. Praise God. Aren't you glad? He's more than enough. More than enough for me. He's more than enough for you. Thank you, Lord. More than enough. Hallelujah. Just thank him. He's more than enough my 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 more than enough more than enough hallelujah if if he doesn't do another thing you've got to begin to understand if he doesn't do another thing for you he's more than enough can we just linger there for a moment i mean if he if he doesn't if he wouldn't answer another prayer for you you have to begin to understand how awesome and big he is what he has already done he is more than enough If he didn't do anything else and now you all know by now you should know if you've attended this church long enough, we preach the word well enough, you'll know he'll keep doing what he's always been doing. He's not going to stop. But even if he didn't do anything more, he is more than enough more than enough. If he didn't answer one more, if he shut his ear off to you and didn't answer, come on, I'd like some of you all reject my call when I call. That's the preacher. If, if he did that with you, hallelujah. And he said, I, I, I'm not going to hear any more from Ramona. He's already done enough. He is more than enough. Hallelujah amen if he didn't heal one more person he is still more than enough hallelujah he's done enough for me thank you Jesus thank you mighty God for doing more than enough for being more uh, more than we could ever hope or dream of or expect God hallelujah miracle worker promise keeper light in the darkness that's the God that he is thank you Lord God Almighty y'all sitting and looking at me while I'm giving him praise how that's not right That's not right. You're supposed to join in and give God praise. Amen, Ramona. Hallelujah. He's worthy. He is worthy. You got to sometimes just praise your way into your promise. Come on. Come on. Thank you. You have to praise your way into your promise. Hallelujah. Stop being downhearted and discouraged and depressed and praise your way into your promise. My God. Come in expecting so I'm going to, while I wait, I'll praise him. What else do you have to do? Sulk and be miserable, right? How many ever do that? Uh, sometimes I'll pout with God, right? And then it doesn't do anything. God's not moved by, our, by, by that. How many you know God can't be manipulated like we, we could manipulate our parents, Growing up as kids pulling on our leg at the checkout line, please, please, please. And if we beg long enough, God's not manipulated. If I pout, God doesn't manipulate. He, He can't be manipulated. If I shed a tear and scream and cry, if I lose my temper, it doesn't move God. But what does move God is our praise. So if we'll praise our way into our promise, I'll tell you, if you'll just get a hold of the revelation of that, uh, that's enough right there to come to church and leave and say, uh-huh, I'm going to go through this with the right attitude. I'm going to face what I'm facing with the right mindset. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm preaching to myself. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I preached you a message once. Old minds can't hold new blessings. Hallelujah. I know some of you are old, Lois, but I'm not talking about your age, 92. I'm talking about glory to God. I'm talking about be ye transformed, Romans 12 and 2. Come on. Do you know your Bible, Romans 12 and 2? Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind see when you and I became and got blood bought as a believer you would immediately begin your transformation but sometimes we have to renew that mind into his way of thinking out with the old and in with the new you you cannot old minds can't hold new blessings you need to understand your your right now your state of mind can't hold and fathom what God wants to do do you realize that our, our minds as we are our fleshly beings we we're we're we're, we're flawed in a lot of ways Come on, none of y'all were perfect. Thank you, Lord. Right? And so we're flawed beings, and so we we have a trouble sometimes. This isn't my message. It is all for free. All right, this is this came free with your ticket purchase this morning. Uh, listen, we, we come in flawed, and we're a messed up people, and we'll have stinking thinking sometimes. But we've got to renew our mind, because my old man can't can't hold new blessings. God has new blessings for you and I, and we have to renew our mind day by day. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Sometimes you and I need to even lay our hands on ourselves and say, transform my mind. Oh God, prepare my mind for what you're about to do. That's why even the Bible says, can you perceive it? No, Uh, on our own in my flesh, I can't perceive what God wants to do, but it is by my spirit that I can. And so that's why you've got to renew your mind because otherwise where the mind goes, the man goes. And and if you're not careful, your mind will take you to a place that's discouraged and defeated. Come on, your mind will take you to a place where where, where you will sulk and be miserable. Your mind will take you to a place that you'll believe that God will never do anything more for you hallelujah and and yet we've got to be transformed by the renewing of our mind that we would be able to sing that song I believe that you're my healer I believe that you're more than enough that Jesus you're all that I need that no matter what is going on no matter what he does that you'll stand in a place of belief and you'll have a new mind to handle new blessings thank you Lord hallelujah praise God praise God Mm mm-hmm well, glory. Mm. Well, Hallelujah. We prayed last week at the end of service. We started praying for needs, and Diana let us know that her grandson, that was very, very ill in ICU, just months old—six months, right? Yeah six months old tomorrow and he was in the icu and we prayed and even when we prayed uh, i sensed just the, the power of god was strong at the altar last week and we we left and uh as we were getting ready to leave uh, Diana was telling somebody she felt something she said it was strange and i came walking by and they said said Well, tell the preacher so she started telling me she said it felt like which you described it like lightning right And she said, I'd never felt that before. And I said, well, that's the power of God. I said, I believe that while we're praying, God's going to do something. And she comes in this morning and lets us know that he's doing much better. He's still on oxygen, but he's off that ventilator. Come on, somebody. That little six-month boy is off the ventilator because he is more powerful than RSV. Come on. Right? Right? God's more powerful than COVID 19, right? He is more powerful than even RSV, and now they're scaring us with the flu. God's more powerful than it all. Can you say amen, somebody? Yes, He is. And so, whatever it is, whether it's that or whatever issue or problem you are facing today, He is greater. Amen. Say He's greater. Yeah, He's greater. He's greater. I'm telling you, He's greater. Your old mind can't hold new blessings. My God, I almost get ready to preach that because y'all need to get that in your spirit. Your your mind as it is can't hold what God's about to do. We've been dropping faith on you and faith on you over the last number of weeks and dropping things through even the messages about what's to happen. And I've been frustrated even in myself saying, okay, God, you're telling me all this stuff, but you don't show me how because how many of you know you have to have... A method to the madness sometimes. So God, I need the full plan. I need the full plan. And then yesterday, hallelujah, hallelujah. I was just getting alone with God and then was talking to pastor Donnie. And it was just like, God opened up the windows of heaven to make two plus two equals four. Cause up to this point, it was like two plus whatever equals 12. It was an algebra problem. I said, God, I never liked algebra right? Come on. Two plus X equals 12. I don't want to figure out what X is. Just tell me. And yet God likes to be funny sometimes and remind me of those days when I failed out Algebra 2. And I was so bad at that I had to end up taking business classes because I, I, I just didn't like it well enough. Anybody else like that? So I took accounting and not, and not algebra and chemistry and all those other things because uh, I just didn't like it very much. Amen. And so... Uh, And so God thought he would be funny. The Bible says that he sits in the heavens and laughs. And so he was chuckling and getting a chuckle out of watching me be frustrated. He shows you just enough to to get you to pay attention, but doesn't show you everything. And then finally yesterday, God started started filling in the blanks and started coloring things in. And so I'm grateful and I'm thankful for what he does, that he's faithful. That's why I said old minds can't hold new blessings. You have to have a mind to receive what God is about to do. Amen be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Amen. I understand that you are about to receive. You're about to receive. You're about to see God show up, but your, your mind as it is can't handle what God's about to do. So that's why he says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. I promise I'm not going to preach that, but I, I, I have to linger there for a moment. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Hallelujah. Enough stinking thinking. Hallelujah. Out with the old, in with the new. The old man is dead. Yeah. So then why are you hanging on to your old thoughts? Ah. Mm hmm. Out with the old and in with the new. Hallelujah. Out with the old and in with the new. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Mighty God. He is more than enough more than enough for you hallelujah hallelujah oh jesus mm-hmm. glory to god more than enough hallelujah yes well praise god we're going to go into the word of god Unless you've got some fired-up testimony of the goodness of God that you got to tell the world about, Hallelujah! Don't everybody jump at once. I know we don't do that often, but I'll just tell you: you need to be encouraged right now. Hallelujah! Be encouraged right now. Hallelujah! Be encouraged right now. I'm thankful for for God's faithfulness. Hallelujah. I'm thankful that there are people that recognize what we do at this place, recognize our outreach. I'm thankful that when the phone rings and people leave voicemails and, you know, a lot of times people that I don't know will call the church and leave voicemails because they watch on TV or whatever. And you can't get back to everybody. But this was, guy was a business owner and I recognized his name. I don't know him, but I, I knew the name. He wanted to remain anonymous. So I'll do that out of his at his request. He called this week. He said, hey, preacher, I need you to call me and so sometimes i'll delegate those things to some of the other staff in the office and i knew this was one i needed to call calling back he says well i I just wanted to know how how i can sew to help how how many of you know that when you have car dealerships that that want to be a part of what we're doing they say i just want to help you bless people right I'm grateful for that. That he he recognizes what we're doing. He didn't complain about the line. He didn't complain about the food line or the traffic or any of those things. He didn't. He didn't say anything about uh, who gets the food and who doesn't get. He didn't didn't say. He just said, "I I think it's awesome. Keep doing what you're doing." Uh, Can I send a check? I said, "Absolutely. You can send a check. We'll we'll help you. We'll we'll help continue to do what we're doing." I'm grateful for that. That people that don't even attend here, people that maybe aren't even Christians, come on, non-believers are, are recognizing that God's doing something and he's using you and I to do it. So he he said, well, how many cars uh, do do you do? I said, well, we're going to do 1200 on the eighth and 1200 more on the 22nd of December. He goes, oh my, he he had a, at a a mountain in mind and he, he wanted us to be able to give to each family a certain dollar amount. He said, oh my, I don't know that. (laughs) He said, I don't know that I can do that much. He said, you're talking about like, you know, like thousands of people i said yeah we're talking about thousands of people but he said well what can i do i said i tell you what let's do this i said you start out at this label and then you see what we do with it. And if you're pleased, you can send the rest. How's that? He said, that sounds good to me. And so what I'm saying is, it's a non unbelievers, people that aren't even connected with the vision and mission of this house, see what you and I are doing and our sacrifice. And they say, I need to be, I want to be a part of that. Amen. So God is faithful and he will send the help. And he, what did we just testify a few weeks ago, how, how all the things that we do paid for. Amen. All the things that we do for all of the outreach paid for. How we'll feed thousands of people and $70,000 in food. Boom, gone. Paid for. All of those things because God is faithful and He'll connect you with the resources you need to do what His Word has asked you to do. Come on, somebody. He's faithful. And so I'm grateful for people in our community recognizing the outreach of this place and being a part of it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So if He's watching, we appreciate you. Hallelujah. And I said, Well, I'll send business your way. Glory to God. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. If you need to buy a car, come see me. I'll tell you where to go. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. See, you gotta learn to give God thanks about all those things. He's faithful. He's faithful. I said, He's faithful. Yes, he's faithful. Hallelujah. Faithful, faithful God. Mm. My God, my God. If you have your Bibles, hallelujah. Go and turn to Luke chapter 2. It's that time of year. Hallelujah, Christmas. Hallelujah. 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 Christmas. Yes. Say Christmas. Don't take Christ out of the masses. Oh, hallelujah. I know. I know it's not popular. We're supposed to say happy holidays. No, it's Christmas. And the reason it's Christmas is because we do not take Christ from the masses. We bring Christ to the masses. Are you hearing me? That's why it's Christmas. Christ to the masses. Hallelujah. Yes. Christ to the masses. All over the world, throughout this place, to our city, throughout our county. Christ to the masses. Thank you, Lord. This Thursday, Christ to the masses. Yeah, I know we'll wear a Santa hat and be goofy and all of those things as we give out our food. But it's Christ, the hope of glory. Yes, it is. That's why we do what we do. That's why we're gathered here today. Christ to the masses. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God. God. I'm excited for the things of God. I was praying this week, getting frustrated. Anybody else frustrated this week? Anybody else start yelling at God? Uh, Mom, were you frustrated this week? Hallelujah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And forgive me, my contact's trying to flip in my eye. Oh, Lord. Get frustrated sometimes, and I was praying. Seeking God about, Lord, what's next? I always seek God this time of year for the new year. I said, Lord, the calendar's putting pressure on me. And I knew that God was going to speak. This is what happened. Uh, a few weeks ago, it had been months. I had sent a, an email. We were trying to uh, get things situated for the Dream Center. Y'all didn't forget about that, right? And it had been months since we had heard anything. So finally... I had sent, a, I had gotten a reply from an email that was like 90 days old and said, hey, we're ready to set up a meeting to help fund what you're trying to do. I said, all right. I said, but Lord, I still have unanswered questions. You haven't shown me everything. So I said something to Pastor Donnie, and I said, you know, I don't know what to do. I said, I don't know whether to schedule the meeting or not. Because I said, I don't want to go into the meeting without it. Ant- questions that they're going to have that i can't answer so i told with it finally i'm sitting in my office and it was just like unction the holy spirit said schedule it but god there's too much i don't know so i scheduled the meeting and it comes up this wednesday that he and i are meeting with them and it was only after i scheduled the meeting that that's when yesterday god started filling in then coloring in the lines and helped me are you starting to understand sometimes you and i have to step out in faith to believe God, because I had a whole other said, Lord, where are we going to start? How are we going to do this? Lord, there's too much money that's needed, all of these things, and issues and problems about our programs. And Lord, where's all the partners at that's going to take to do this? And he said, if you'll schedule it, if you'll schedule it, I'll answer them. And so it was yesterday. I mean, we were we, for two and a half hours. We just started talking and sharing and like God started pouring in and answering questions right through us. How many know sometimes your answer lies right within you already? What I found out is that what God and he was trying to do is God was trying to settle some stuff in me first. God said, Adam, I I need to take you on a journey of self-discovery. And if you'll figure out you, then all the other stuff will come in context. Amen. So there was a war going on within me. Anybody else ever had a war going on within you? And and so once I got some of that stuff figured out, God God colored in the lines of everything else that had not yet been. And so I tell you that to build your faith, that sometimes you just got to step out in faith to continue to believe and then give God an opportunity to show up. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because sometimes the answer's already there. He's just waiting on you to step out in faith so he can release it. Glory to God. Jesus is on the way. Hallelujah. He's on his way to your circumstance right now. Are you hearing me? He is on his way to your circumstance right now. Right now in this place. Hallelujah. I I just start daring some of you to start telling whatever's wrong in your life. He is on his way. He is on his way. I'm telling you, if you will dare to believe. If you will dare to believe, if you can believe what we've been saying, I'm going to preach this message. I'm going to have to cut it back to what I had planned, but I'm going to preach this message, but I've got to get you ready for what he's trying to say to you today. He is on his way to you right now. My God, we used to sing the old chorus: reach out and touch the Lord. As he goes by, he's passing right by this moment. Your needs do supply. In other words, he's on his way to you, yeah, come on. to you. Hallelujah. He's on his way to you. He was on his way last week while we prayed for Diana's grandson. Amen. He's on his way to you. You thought he passed you by. You thought he didn't listen. I'm here to tell you he's on his way to you. He's coming for you. He's coming for you. Somebody told me that this week that, that you know, it wasn't in a nice way. They said, I'm coming for you. I say, bring it. Bring it. And and then just as I heard them say, he's coming, I'm coming for you. I heard God say, I'm coming for them. Ah, Did you notice the the, the picture we posted on those of you that are online on Facebook? It was a lion. There was another one that we came up with, with a man and the lion behind him. You need to know he's coming for you. You might be alone right now, but I said he's coming for you. Hallelujah. You can be in pain right now. I'm in bad pain today. My legs don't want to work. I'm telling you, they don't want to work, and they're half numb. And I'm telling you, but he's coming for you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you are broke because of Christmas or whatever, or you're struggling with food, he's coming for you. You've got to know, and the God that we serve, I don't say that to hype you. I don't do that. I don't need that. I don't have to make God bigger than he is. God told. One of the things God told me this week is stop lying for me. I was talking to somebody. We were talking with another preacher and all this stuff, and I could tell it was one of those con- contests. You know, what, what's happened in your church, or what's happened in mine, and what's happened in yours, and how big's this, and how big's that, and you know, it was back and forth. And all of a sudden, I got ready to answer, and I heard God say, "Don't lie! Don't lie for me." In other words, don't embellish, don't make it sound bigger than it is. How many of you know what I'm talking about? How sometimes we'll give a testimony and the testimony won't tell all the truth. We're just like, I thank you, God, you healed me. But you don't tell that you're still in a little bit of pain. But what we really need to do is be able to be testify that I believe that God's healing me. I can feel a relief, but I'm still in pain. Or you hear me? But sometimes we'll lie on his behalf. We try to cover for God. And you need to understand that God is big enough and you don't have to cover for God. Hallelujah. Oh, that all has to do with where we're going. You don't have to cover for God. Yeah. You don't have to. Yeah, He touched your grandson, but he's still on oxygen. How many remember that Jesus had had to spit on the guy three times? And he said, and I, he, the, Jesus said, well, can you see you?" He said, no. Can you imagine telling Jesus what you did didn't work? I mean, of all the, you can say it to me. You can say it even to your boss sometimes. Hey, it didn't work. What we tried, it didn't work. But imagine telling Jesus, your touch didn't work. And the man said, nope, I, I see men walking as trees. And God said, well, that, he, he said, well, that's better than it was, wasn't it? Yeah. he said, well, here, let me touch you again. Is it any better? Nope, it not, it's not quite clear. It, it's a little better, it's still fuzzy. Here, let me do it again. And finally his sight, sometimes it takes more than once. Hallelujah. But what I'm saying is, is you and I need to stop trying to cover for God. You don't have to lie for God. We've just got to be honest. I I realized by me trying to cover for God, I, I was keeping some people from being a blessing to our church. I was keeping some people from understanding how they are needed and there's a place for them trying to cover for God. I, I won't go into the de- details and be that transparent, but some of you can relate to what I'm saying. You keep trying to cover for God. Just like sometimes we'll try to cover for our children, our spouse and everything. We don't tell it all. We don't want to get real enough. Glory to God. God don't, he is big enough. You don't have to cover for him. You don't have to lie for him. You don't have to make up excuses on why things are the way they are. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 You don't have to make up excuses for our church or anything. Who's here? Who's not here? Just, just thank God for who is. Glory to God. Don't cover for God. It is what it is. Hallelujah. And I'm going to thank him for what it is. Amen. While I wait on the promise, I'll thank you for what it is. Glory to God. Even while I'm in pain, I'll thank you for what it is. I thank you that God, even though I'm in pain and numb today, I am thank you, God, that I at least can walk. Come on, somebody. God, even though we can all find a way to thank God for that, don't cover for God. Amen. I said, Luke two, let's go. We're going to read it quick because I know you're familiar with it and I need to get to the heart of where we're going. Joseph, let's start Luke two, verse four, Luke chapter two, verse four. Hallelujah. It goes, Matthew, Mark, Luke. Hallelujah. Are you ready? Luke chapter two, verse four, Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed Mm. for her to be delivered. So while, look at that. So while they were there, the days were completed. In other words, it was about to come to an end for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Verse eight, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were greatly afraid. And the angel said to them, do not be afraid for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, laying in a manger. And suddenly there was with an angel, a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Verse 15, so it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us let's go see this thing let's go see this thing don't even know what entirely to call it this thing Mm -hmm. this thing i mean you know sometimes you can't always identify what he's doing this thing let's go see this thing that has been made known to us hallelujah thank you jesus praise you lord for your word today He's on his way. Say that out loud with me. Say, he's on his way. Thank you. Somebody's hearing me today. He's on his way. Hallelujah. You need to understand something as we, as we dive into this. It's, it's easy that sometimes after 23 years and you preach Christmas messages for 23 years, you wonder how in the world do you see it another way? And yet oftentimes he'll show something another way and drop some nugget into our hearts and our lives to see it another way, to preach it from a, a, a different perspective. But I, I want you to really consider the moment that we are in, that nothing like what we just read ever happened before. Nothing what we read like it had ever happened before. Think about it this way. Everything before it looked to it, and everything after it, we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. I said everything before it looked to it, prophesied about it, that it would come. So everything before it looked to it, and everything after it talked about it. Oh, yes, Lord, isn't that just like God? Everything before it looked to it and everything after it, we'll talk about it. It it, it was an epic, powerful moment in history, in Scripture. An epic, powerful time where even the text says that the angels of heaven begin to shout. They begin praising God. They begin to rejoice, as we put it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And anytime you and I see when the angels start rejoicing in scripture, it should cause you and I to give God praise and not allow the angels to outpraise us. Hallelujah. You you, may have made me heard You may have heard me put it this way. The angels were shouting over something that they could not benefit from. And you and I, we benefit from something that we won't shout about. Oh, come on, let that sink in just for a moment. I said the angels were shouting about something they could not benefit from. The angels c- couldn't get saved. The angels didn't have the capacity to get redeemed by the Redeemer. Are you see, hearing what I'm saying? And yet, heaven is shouting. The angels of heaven were rejoicing. And, and what is taking place in the text. And so here they are shouting and rejoicing. And you and I won't rejoice over something that even, and shout over something that even we can benefit from. Say amen, somebody. Amen. See, that's why the Bible says that, the, 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 let the redeemed of the Lord say so. He's saying that because, the, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, that, that you and I should be giving him praise because we're the beneficiaries and that we benefit from, from, from him coming. We benefit from the birth of Jesus. We benefit, amen, from the from the birth, uh, 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 the, 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 him growing up, the crucifixion, the resurrection of Jesus. We'll, we'll benefit from everything about Jesus because he came for you. Remember, I said earlier, he's coming for you. Yeah. Amen. When, when that person threatened me, said, I'm coming for you. I just, and I, I heard the voice of the Lord say, I'm coming for them. I just thought, get him, get him, God. Get him, God. I know nobody's ever threatened any of you. Hallelujah. I'm coming for you. It was like an evil. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. Mm. He's coming for you. Hallelujah. I said he's coming for you. The angels are rejoicing because they knew that he was coming for you the angels were rejoicing and, and e- e- even the, the shepherds in the field said we got to go see this 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 thing Wh- whatever it is this 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 thing that we we've only heard about but now we're about to see it that now all we're all going to do is talk about it. we've got to go see this thing cuz it was promised that he was coming for us hallelujah I said it was promised that he was coming for you it was promised then you someone needs to hear the word of the Lord today just as it was promised and prophesied that he would come that the Messiah would come that that, that, that a, a, a baby a messiah would be born and that he would come he came in the same manner that, that that it was promised then and he came you need to know it was promised and he will come for you amen you need to believe that and, and know his word he it has been promised that he will come for you I'm not just talking about the second coming of Jesus Christ. Yes, he will come in that manner and in clouds of glory I'm talking about, but he will show up on your behalf. He's coming for you. Hallelujah. That's why the redeemed of the Lord need to say so. Thank you, Lord. Glory. Heaven was shouting and Mary was screaming, right? Mary wasn't shouting like heaven was. Heaven was rejoicing. Mary wasn't rejoicing. Come on, ladies. She wasn't rejoicing in giving labor. Hallelujah. Because they all had different perspectives. Different perspectives. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Different perspectives. Notice something about the text. They were there for another reason. And yet there was no place for them. The Bible said there was no room for them. God gave Mary, Joseph a word and a promise, but he didn't even give them a place. How many of you know uh, what I was saying earlier about how God will give you so much, but it doesn't show you everything? Are you starting to hear what I'm saying? I I can understand a little about what Mary and Joseph were experiencing where where God had given them the promise and God had given them the word, but he did not give them a place. Amen. How how many times God will tell you, hey, you're going to move, but you don't know where, or God will tell you he's going to do something, but he doesn't reveal it all, Or, or that you can sense that God is up to something, but you don't have all the details. That was like me and the dream center and all the things that we have going on. I didn't have all the details and I was getting frustrated and I felt the pressure of the calendar. And I felt all the eyes of everybody still looking at us since we made all of the publications and announcements and press releases and all. And I thought, God, come on, God, come on, God, come on. And here I was waiting on God. And God says, Nope, I've just been waiting on you. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sometimes God will give you the promise. He will give you the word, but he won't give you the place. He won't give you the place, no place. Hallelujah. 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 Think about that. The God who was thoughtful enough to come upon Mary for her to even bring forth a child and he didn't even give her a place to stay. How many of you know that you can often be favored and frustrated? Favored, but frustrated. I preached that a long, 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 long time ago. Favored, but frustrated. You and I can be favored by God, but still frustrated that, that we often walk in the favor of God and the blessings of God, but it doesn't deny the fact that we're often frustrated. I am sure that her and Joseph was frustrated. They're favored. I mean, that's what the angel of the Lord said. You are, you are highly favored. Mm. Mm-hmm. I feel real favored with all the judgmental eyes of the church on me saying uh-huh, you mm-hmm. pregnated by the Holy Ghost sure uh-huh right whatever uh, all the judging eyes of everybody around her right uh, favored by God favored by all of uh, uh, all the things that were said I'm sure she didn't feel very favored and here they are in this city there for an entirely other reason and she goes into labor and there's no place for her I mean can you imagine you think you're walking in the full plane of God you start maybe even before believing that you are fully prepared and you are favored by God. And then you get to a place and you think, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring forth the very son of God. And you are, and then you realize that there is no place for you to go. You wouldn't feel very favored in that moment. You wouldn't feel very, there, there's no Hilton to go to. There's no uh, even Red Roof Inn or whatever it is, no Super 8, amen. There's not even any shady, nasty-looking hotel in the ghetto for you and I to go to. There was no place. The Bible says there was no room. You wouldn't feel very favored in that moment. You and I can, can understand what that might feel like because there are times where you and I don't feel very favored because we believe in the blessings and the promises of God, but sometimes those promises are delayed. Can you say Amen. And so it will cause you and I to be favored and yet frustrated. Oh, yes. We can be favored and yet frustrated. And so I'm sure they were frustrated because there was really no place for them to go. No, 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 no place at all for them to go. Hallelujah. No place. No place. No, no room for them. No room for them at all. Hallelujah. And then frustrated because in the moment just when you realize that there's no place for you why is it that suddenly when you need God to speak the most is when he gets the most quiet haven't you ever noticed that about God when you really need him to speak come on I'm giving away all my secrets today when when I was really waiting on God to speak and you need him and he's saying nothing here they are in a city that is not their own. They're on other business. There is no place to stay. And earlier when they weren't looking for a word from God, an angel shows up and gives them a word. Amen. They start hearing from heaven all, all kinds of things that you are highly favored and this is what's going to happen. And Joseph gets his word. And, and, and yet here they are now they're in need of a word and there is no word. There ain't no angel showing up. Oh, don't worry. Oh, go down the road through two street lights and make a left. And then if you go up on the hill, you're going to find a, 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 a stable. There ain't no word giving direction. Anybody else understand what I'm talking about? There, there, there was no GPS. There was no angel showing up again. There was no prophet that showed up to give any more direction for them or clarity or what they're supposed to do. They are in desperate need of a place because here she is riding into town on a donkey and she goes into labor. This is when they need an angel of the Lord to show up and say, oh, don't fear, be of good courage. There's a, there's a place for you up, up, up yonder in the middle of the field, right? But there was no word. Nobody showed up to give a word. Nobody showed up to give any encouragement. Nobody showed up to offer any help. Haven't you ever noticed that when you were in your greatest need, where's all my help? Right? Even the word of God says, my help cometh from the Lord. And then sometimes you're like, God, your word says my, my help cometh from the Lord, but I don't sense any help. It, it, it's not that he's far away. It's just help isn't showing up how you thought. Right? I mean, the entire, the entire, entire Christmas story, as we call it, the entire birth of Jesus, it didn't, it does not reveal itself how we would think. This king, what you would think would be delivered in a palace on plus silk sheets, right? The best of everything, but he was not. Right? It, didn't, it didn't turn out how you and I thought. How many of you know life just sometimes doesn't turn out how we thought? Part of my, my greatest disappointments in life has nothing to do with that God let me down. It was that I expected something different than he said my expectation. It was my own mind that, that, that created something and that was not what God had said. Oh. And so then we started getting into, we do the same thing in relationships. We do the same thing in family. The whole reason you and I get disappointed with people and let down by people is because you expected something that they never promised. You expected them to act a certain way, and they never said they would. You expected them to be empathetic, and they're just not that. Or somebody here, what I'm saying? You expect them to say, "I'm sorry." I, I gave up on that a long time ago. Don't I don't expect anybody to say they're sorry because you know what? They probably don't really mean it anyway. And I don't need you to just try to make me feel good. I need to know you mean it. Hallelujah. And I'm not going to tell you I'm sorry if I'm not because sometimes I'm not. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Oftentimes we set ourselves, this is just a side note, a footnote for you. Oftentimes the reason you and I are disappointed and discouraged and let down all the time and you, you, because you are working so hard trying to get somebody to be something they are not. Oh, hallelujah. And you need to just start accepting things and people as they are, stop trying to make them like you. They are not going to respond to controversy like you. Thank God for that. We, we are trying to get our spouses and family to be clones of us and understands our feelings. And uh, no, I don't understand. Amen. I don't understand certain people's mood swings. Anybody with me today? I don't understand some people and how they react or act to things. I don't understand that. And so if I don't respond the way in which you thought that's not my fault or your fault, just let be, me be me and it'll all be okay. Are you hearing what I'm saying? They, I'm sure there was a greater expectation that they had than what was the, the events and how they were turning out. Just like you and I, you and I can get a new job and we think, oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to make more money and it ain't nothing like you thought. And then we have regrets. Mm-hmm. We can get in a relationship with somebody think, oh, they're the next best thing since cheese in a can, my God, since sliced bread and the next best thing, Right? Yeah, remember that cheese in a can, right? Cheese whiz, thank you. Yeah, man, that when that came out years ago, I was just a youngin. That was the next best thing, right? Hallelujah, sliced bread. Amen. Glory to God. It's fake cheese, but it's good, right? It'll do. Make me lose my place. How did I get off on cheese talking about Luke chapter 2? Cynthia, you're supposed to help, you know. Uh. Oh, yeah, he does. Hallelujah. Hey, because we often expect something different. We expect God to answer and to show up in ways that he never said and never promised. Glory to God. We expect him to show up in a time frame that we came up with. Oh, yeah. There was no expectation. There was no planning uh, that that she was going to give birth here. She had no idea this was about to go down. They were entirely caught off guard. This was really supposed to be a quick trip. Let's go. Let's do what we got to do. Let's go take care of business, and we're coming home. Mm Mm-hmm. But God had another plan. He had another plan. See, you, you need to recognize something. When God gets quiet, sometimes we'll get nervous. When heaven gets quiet, you and I often get nervous. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One of the ways I know that I'm in his will and in his purpose is when he gets silent. Hallelujah. See, a lot of us start freaking out when people get silent. Mm. I'm one of those people, if I'm not talking, there's a reason. Push me and you'll see someone else. Hallelujah, right? If I I get quiet, it's because I'm thinking. Better leave me alone to think than to push to get a response because the response that you'll get isn't the side of me you want to see. Come on, Ramona understands what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is, is one that when he gets quiet, though, that's how you can identify that you were in the midst of his will and his purpose. The reason he wasn't sending nobody to speak and he himself wasn't speaking is because they were right in the middle of his purpose. This is why when you don't see anything happen, when you don't see anything happening and you don't hear God speaking and you're not getting, you're, you're trying to flip your Bible open and close your eyes and do this number and get a word from heaven and it ain't working, it's because God's saying, you're right where I need you to be. All right. You need to recognize, stop getting frustrated because you're not hearing anything. Stop getting frustrated because you're not getting updates from heaven like you do on your phone. Ding, ding, ding. Right. We, we get, we, we rely on God to update us like our phone does. Right. While we're in, we can't even wait to get out of church to check our phone and our updates because we're that important. Can you imagine? I mean, you are all that and a bag of chips. Boy, you must be the next best thing since the, since the one sitting at the right hand of the father right? Because we got to check our, our, our notifications. And yet we expect God to send us notifications like our iPhones and our Androids do, like Facebook does, like Twitter does, like, like all of those things. And, and God's like, nope, nope. When you're right in the center of where I need you to be, I don't need to say anything. If I don't have a problem with you, And where you are, I don't need to speak. Hallelujah. And so when, when heaven gets quiet, we often get nervous, but you need to be able to count that as a time where you need to say, okay, I know that I'm right where I need to be because God ain't saying nothing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He ain't saying nothing. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So here they are on their way and Mary goes into labor. Hallelujah! They were traveling, pregnant, and really no plan for this to happen. But this will be the trip she will give birth. Hallelujah! You need, I want to tell you a side note that you you may remember that if I shared it before that Bethlehem, in the New Testament, is referred to in the Old Testament as Ephrata. Ephrata, oh yes, Ephrata same place different name in in the old testament there's a great story in the old testament there's a great story of of rachel if you know your bible and you remember this you you might remember this that that in the old testament rachel gave birth well actually she she died giving birth on her way to Ephrata. oh jesus She died on her way to Ephrathah, on her way to Bethlehem. There's a reason that she died. Though. Her, her trip was not an easy trip. I need to give you this background so I can set you up for the word that God has for you. He's on his way. See, she was... Rachel had a son, Benoni. She named him son of my sorrows. I don't have time to preach that whole message because then someone comes along and changes his name. She has a son and she names him Benoni, son of my sorrows. That's what it means. Just outside the city. And Rachel birthed Benoni, who was going to be his king in his own right. But the reason that she had to die just short of Ephrata or just short of what we now know as Bethlehem is because God needed to make sure that there would be no mistake on who the king of kings would be because it had already been prophesied and if see if he would have been born in in Ephrata and what would be known as Bethlehem it would have caused confusion of who 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 the king of kings would be so sadly uh, she had to die in the midst of giving him birth just outside of Ephrata she she couldn't have him where she had intended to cuz god had a plan that was bigger than 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 her plan and so jesus would be born in Bethlehem in the future and so god could allow that so she ended up giving birth just short of what Bethlehem would be be known Mm mm-hmm hallelujah he he had to be born Benoni had to be born just short of Bethlehem because Jesus is on his way because Jesus is on his way hallelujah Hallelujah. Jesus is on his way. Fast forward, Mary and Joseph enter into Bethlehem to take care of business and she goes into labor and God ends up showing up and and in and, and a manner. God ends up, God's plan ends up starting to be revealed quicker than everyone had thought. They thought they'd be able to make the trip, do what they needed to do and get back to home. And yet God broke something loose in their life before they had even considered before they ever had thought before they had planned for it amen some of you need to understand that sometimes god will break things loose in our life before we ever even thought it was possible some of us need to start being in a place of expectation for god to do things sooner than we thought are you hearing what i'm telling you you and i need to be in a place where we say god i i want to be able to be in that place in my life where you can do things sooner than i thought that that you can interrupt my plans that that I can I can show up to to think I'm gonna do business for one thing and you'll do something completely different amen that you you and I need to be able to realize that's the God that we are that he is going to show up and do what he wants when he wants when it suits his purpose and when it when it completes his plan hallelujah thank you Jesus thank you heavenly father we've got to get ready for the unexpected they weren't entirely ready for the unexpected they weren't entirely ready for this because there was no room for them. You and I need to start being ready for the unexpected in life. Oh, hallelujah. And oftentimes when the unexpected happens, we we'll either, we often get discouraged or we lose our temper or something. You and I need to start being more ready for the unexpected. The Bible says that there's all of this that we read in our text in Luke chapter 2, it happened in the night. There was no street lights. It happened in the dead of night. So here is our God, our mighty God, bringing the light of the world on one of the darkest of nights. He's bringing the light of the world into a dark world in the middle of the night, in the middle of the night. Isn't it often interesting how God chooses different times and opportunities and and dynamics when he shows up to do what he does? So as they travel through the night, As they traveled through the night, and she's in labor and there's no room for them. The Bible says that Joseph notices at a distance, well, some kind of light up on the hill. Besides, that's the place that they'll go. There's got to be room in that barn and that stable in that desolate, dirty place, but it'll have to do. Hallelujah. I said it'll have to do. And yet there's purpose in it all. There's purpose in why he was born like he was. Purpose in why and where he was born, where he was. Purpose while it would be in the midst of a field. Purpose while there would be shepherds watching their flocks by night in the field purpose in everything that there was purpose the fact that they made a manger as his bed and purpose why they wrapped him in the swaddling clothes come on i've preached a lot of this that i if i if i preach it again it'll just be a review to you there's purpose why they wrapped him in in what swaddling clothes or milk rags they would lay the bread of life into the feeding trough of the animals that's what jesus will be described as the bread of life. Isn't it interesting that they'll use a feeding trough to make the, the, the bread of life. But you and I will feed upon and read upon and his words that we will hinge upon and our entire faith and what we believe him to be laid in a manger. Hallelujah. The Bible says that those while they were there in the midst of the stable remember Help us, Jesus. The Bible says that there were shepherds in the fields. How many remember that? Shepherds in the field. I me remember, I taught you something about that. I think last year or two years ago, I don't remember, about shepherds in the field. And it's not the first time in Scripture that we've seen it. Oh, did you forget? Yes, Jesus is my shepherd, but watch this. I, I, I remember showing you that there was another shepherd in, that went into the field. And the reason that Jesus ends up being born where he was in the midst of the field. I'll show you this and I'm going to end with it, I think. I'm not going to go to the fullness of this thing. I'll give you this reminder. Reminder. In the Old Testament, you remember the story of Cain and Abel. Oh, thank you, Lord, for your word. Bible says that they were both called to give an offering unto the Lord. One gave a offering from the ground and the other gave a sacrifice. The Bible says that one was accepted and the other offering God rejected and that Cain became enraged. And we know that the Bible says that Cain killed his brother Abel because God had rejected his offering and he became jealous and angry. But the part of the text where this connects with the birth of Jesus is right where it says, I'm not going to turn there for time. Part of the text that's important to you and I is when the Bible says that Abel went to see his brother in the field. And the Bible says that when Abel went into the field to see his brother, Cain killed him in the field. The shepherd came into the field and was killed in the field. See, it's just not a a picture of of what's about to happen here in the birth. It's also a a, 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 a foreshadow of the crucifixion. Because Jesus gets crucified. Oh, Lord, help me. There's so much right there. I, I can't even in this morning get to it. Watch this. Cain kills his brother, Abel. The reason that's important, the reason it's a, important to you and I is because when we see this text, Luke is the only one that takes the time to mention the minute detail as they are traveling to this stable that there are shepherds in the field. It's sort of just thrown out there as a side note, as it, almost as if it wouldn't even be that important. There's shepherds in the field. The the, the shepherds didn't even have their sheep in the pasture like they they normally would. Think about that. Usually shepherds keep their sheep locked up in the pasture in the sheepfold at night, but here they are in the field at night. Why are they in the field? Remember, I I shared that with you. Why are they in the field? Why do the shepherds have their place in in a place that they are unprotected? Why, Why would they do that? Oh, my, 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 my. Why would they do that? Sheep are there grazing even in the night, not staying in a safe place. Sheep don't even graze in the field. Remember, they graze in a pasture. Graze in a pasture. Cain killed Abel in a field. In a field like what those shepherds had their sheep in in a field abel is a shepherd coming into the field to see his brother that's a shadow of the shepherds that are in the field all right that's a shadow of the shepherd think about this if abel would have stayed in the pasture abel never would have been killed Had Abel never left the the safety of his pasture, the only reason that Abel ends up getting killed is because Abel went into the field to see his brother. Had he stayed in his territory, he never would have been killed. Mm. Hmm. Did I say Abel was a shepherd coming to the field? It was because Abel came over into Cain's territory. He got attacked and killed. My God, Abel, the shepherd, came into his brother's territory. I'm setting this up for you to understand. Abel, who was a shepherd. David just shouted out back there a little bit ago. Jesus is my. Abel was a shepherd who came into his brother Cain's territory. Jesus is my shepherd. Psalms 23 says, the Lord is my, I shall not. Mm. The reason that they're, let me me just lay it out for you. The, The reason that they are shepherds in the field and the reason that they're there is, is, is because the good shepherd The good shepherd is about to be born. They, they receive word, right, from the angel of the Lord that says, hey, go on down. Go on down. See this thing. And they, and that they even say to themselves, let us go see this thing. Because there's no need for them. They, they, leave even the, they leave even the field from protecting their sheep. They leave their post. Think about this. A shepherd never leaves its flock unguarded and unprotected but they left their flock unguarded and unprotected to go see this thing this miraculous thing called jesus being born in a manger because because why he is the good shepherd he is the one that was was promised to them he is the one that was prophesied to them hallelujah hallelujah he is the one that had been talked about remember i said everything before it would would look towards it and then after it happens everybody would talk about hallelujah. Luke is the one that mentions there being shepherds in the, being in the field because watch this in order for a shepherd to be in, in the field, he has to come out of, out of his territory. You need to be able to, the reason I'm showing you that and reminding you of this, of Cain and Abel, is the only way that Abel got killed is that he went into his brother's territory. Jesus is born in the midst of the field because this is Jesus saying, remember I said to to you that he is on his way is you need to understand that 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 was Jesus being able to prophetically speak before he was ever even born, that God was moving through Mary and Joseph, from Joseph when that little bit of light or something on the hill caught his eye, that was God moving and setting this all up for you and I to be able to find hope in the fact that he is on his way. It it was a reminder, It it was reflecting back to Cain and Abel where the Bible said that Abel went into Cain's territory and Abel got killed. And now it's Jesus' turn. It's all the plan of God. And it's God saying, Oh no, see, 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 Cain got jealous and envious and he, he killed his brother in the midst of the field. But I, Jesus, will come into the enemy's territory. I can come into the territory of wherever you are. I can come into any mess you ever get yourself in. Is anybody hearing me? I can come into any trap the devil ever puts you in. This is a time where, where God is setting all things up and revealing so much more to help us to know that there is not anywhere you and I can go that he can't come to. There is nothing that the devil can set up for you and I. See, before Abel went into his brother's territory and he lost his life, but God is wanting you and I to have peace and find rest and find strength in the fact God is wanting you and I to know, hey, he's on his way. He's on his way. That he is born in the midst of the field, a field of which Cain lost his life when the shepherd, when the shepherd. And so here it is. All of this audiences of uh, uh, other shepherds saying, hey, I'm coming into your territory. Uh, Later, later I'll lose my life, but I'll come again. Uh, Right? He said, when Jesus said, I need must go, but so that another who is the comforter the Holy Spirit can come. See, see Jesus does this over and over, but he is born here as a sign to you and I, that he is on his way, that there is no place and no area that you and I can go, that we can, that we, that we can be in the midst of, that he cannot get to. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There is no place that you and I will be in the midst of. There is nothing that you and I are facing right now that he can't get to. There is no field that you can be in. There is no problem that you can be in the midst of that he will not and won't be on his way is somebody hearing what i'm saying i'm skipping through a whole lot of stuff to end you right here in this place that they were in the midst of nowhere they were in a place where there was no room for them and yet god made room for them and what would seem like an unexpected uh out of the ordinary place for her to give birth to the king of kings and to the lord of lords hallelujah but it's also it's more than just being in a minute place that the, him being born in a stable is also a reminder that he that, that you and I have access to him it's not like when you and I go to the White House or go to the, to the Queen's Palace or any of those things, right? You and I just don't have easy access. We can't roll up in there and sit down and have coffee with Joe Biden. It don't work that way. But guess what? You and I can roll up in here. You can roll up in your house and you can call upon the name of the Lord and he can get to you. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? That wherever you are and whatever circumstance you were in, he is on the way. Whatever problem that you and I are facing right now that seems like it is not moving, you need to start telling your problem, he is on the way. You and I have to start speaking to depression, he is on the way. You and I have to start speaking to our wallet, oh come on somebody, he is on his way. Right? You and I have got to start speaking to our job. He is on the way. Maybe we've got to start speaking to our family or our marriage or our loneliness. He is on the way. Maybe we've got to start speaking to whatever the circumstance is. Maybe we've got to start speaking to our grandson. He is on the way. Whatever the problem is, I said he is on the way. That's why I love the way Luke 2 describes it because it reminds me that he is a God that is on the way. And if you're not hearing anything, If you're not getting any updates or notifications from heaven about where you are or what's going on, like your phone dings, then you are right where you need to be for the unexpected. Somebody hearing me. You don't need to hear an update. They didn't hear an update from heaven. No, no. In their greatest time of need, in their greatest place of frustration, somebody, an angel didn't show up. They didn't hear an update from heaven from the initial word. You have been found favored among men. You're highly favored, Mary. No other update. Frustrated and no place to birth her baby. Yet God was silent. He may have been silent, but he was on his way. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Hallelujah. He may have been silent, but he's on his way. You need to hold that to your word today. I don't care whatever it is that you and I are facing. He might be silent right now, but he's on his way. If you walk through my house, you, if you walk through my house, you can hear my, my dog can hear me coming from upstairs in my house because the steps will creak or this or that. Right? He knows by the sound of my foot that he's learned when it's time to eat. That I'm on my way. But I noticed the other day when I walk on the carpeted areas or on the areas where there's an airbag, like he can't hear me. He's getting old. He doesn't know I'm on I'm on the way. I and I came up behind my dog the other day, walking on the area rug and those things, you know, just intentionally. because I, I yelled for him, hey, let's go. Dingo, let's go, let's go. Time to go to the bathroom. Let's go. He wouldn't respond. I realized he couldn't hear what I was saying. He's getting old. But just because he hear me didn't mean I wasn't on my way. Mm-hmm. So I reached out and said, hey, Dingo, and tapped him on the head and he jumped and he wasn't ready. He wasn't expecting that because he's used to hearing my, fleet, my feet on the hardwood floors creaking and cracking and clacking. right? But he couldn't hear me. There were no updates for him. That he's used to, to know, hey, it's time to go get something to eat. It's time to go to the bathroom, right? Just like that when you can't hear God. And just because there's no update, just because you don't hear him, just because he's not speaking anything new, just because there's no update from heaven and there's no prophetic word coming your way, just because you are looking through your Bible and closing your eyes and pointing down and hoping to get a word from heaven, and there's nothing coming from there either, just because it doesn't mean he's not on his way. I said he's on the way. He is on the way to your circumstance. He is on the way to your problem. Whatever you and I are facing right now, He is on the way. He showed up in a stable in the middle of a field as a means for you and I to be able to pull a message to know that He is on His way even when it doesn't look like He's on His way. That He, and that He can come into whatever territory or problem or position that you and I are up against. I don't care it doesn't matter. There is nothing that's too hard for God. Even when there was no room for him to be born, he made some room. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? That, that, that's the God that we serve. He is on his way. Will you say that today to somebody? Say he's on his way. Oh, come on. You need to even remind yourself he is on his way. I said he is on his way. He is on the way to our marriages. He's on the way to our church. He's on the way to your finances. He's on the way to your health. He's on the way to every problem that you and I have ever dealt with. I'm telling you, I'm telling you just because you can't hear him, just because you don't see him doesn't mean he's not on his way. Glory to God. But when he shows up, glory to God, you you are going to be able to know that he has shown up and there will be people that will say, let's go see this thing. I don't know what it is. I can't even understand how we got there. I didn't see God coming. I didn't hear God coming. I didn't sense God coming, but let's go see this thing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's the kind of God that we serve. He's a God that's like to show up out of nowhere and show off as only he can. Amen. Because he's on his way. I said he's on his way. Will you stand to your feet this morning with me? Hallelujah. He's on his way. You better get excited he is on his way yes he's on his way the the second coming of christ yeah he's on his way but i'm telling you the word is that he's on his way to you right now i want you to be able to receive this word for you i want you to receive this word for your problem in fact the way i want us to close today is i want you to begin to tell god i need you to tell god where you are as you and i begin to just pray i want you to tell god whatever problem whatever issue, whatever field you are in the midst of, do you understand that, that, that that he will come to where you are? That's what you and I can take away from the Christmas story. That's the reason he was born in the field is he wanted you and I to know he will come to where you are, that he, he can even come into enemy territory. It doesn't matter who's against you. That's why when, when someone said to me this week, I'm coming for you, instantly I heard the Holy Ghost say, and I'm coming for them, because he will come to where you are. If there are people coming against you, if it is the enemy coming against you, or it is the enemy who comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. God says, I will come to where you are. I will come into the field that was whatever meant to kill you, I will kill it. That's the God that we serve. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So whatever field you are in, whatever problem you're in, you don't have to leave the field because he's coming for you. You don't have to change your location. He's coming for you. He's coming for you. Abel was the last one to lose his life in the field unnecessarily. When Jesus lost his life, it was for a purpose. Oh, I I don't have time to go there. But I'm telling you, he was the last one. He's coming to where you are. You don't have to be discouraged. You don't have to be depressed. Yes, you are in the field, but he's coming for you right now. Whatever problem you are in the midst of, whatever thing that seems like it's not moving and not budging, whatever circumstance seems to just be impossible, and it seems like there is more need than there is answer. I'm telling you, he's been silenced because you're in the right place at the right time for the right miracle. He didn't give updates to Mary and Joseph because it wasn't necessary. They were right where they needed him. Stop crying because he's not paying attention to you. Stop crying because he's not responding to our temper tantrums. Oh, come on, somebody and recognize, hey, this is God doing what he always does. He's just not talking to me because he's got me in the right place at the right time for the right miracle. So Lord, here I am. Here I am, Lord. I'm in the field. Now I I need you just to begin to pray. And I want everybody in this place, if you have a problem, if you have an issue, I want you to begin to tell him where you are. I want you to begin to let him find you in the field. him find let it let him see where you are as he can come to where you are father i pray right now in the name of jesus over your people come to us come to us as many are in a place of need and in an area of problem father come to us i thank you that lord you are on your way I thank you that, Lord, you are, you are on your way to situations and problems. I thank you that, Lord, you are, you are on your way to... Circumstances that don't look like they're turning out how we had quite thought that. Lord, we we thought we'd have the miracle by now. We thought we'd have the answer by now. God, we even thought the answer might be different than it was. But God, you, you said I'm still on my way. I'm still. On my. It hadn't turned out the way you thought because I'm still on my way. I'm in route. I'm in route. God just wants you to know He's in route today to touch. He's in route to you today to do what you need Him to do. He's in route to our families. He's in route to our finances. He's in round with, with miracles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know everyone's talking about Santa Claus. Is, uh, 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 you better not shout. You better not cry that he's coming to town. No, 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 no. Santa ain't coming to town. Let me tell you, Jesus is coming to town. He's got a bag of miracles. He's got the answers that he possesses in his bag. Is somebody hearing what I'm telling you? He is on his way. Maybe we need to do a parody of that song and rewrite it that it ain't Santa Claus is coming to town. No, Jesus is coming to town. Yeah, Jesus is coming. He is on his way. He's on his way and he don't need eight tiny reindeer to come to you. He don't need any Christmas magic to come to you. I'm preaching good now, see. I'm telling you, he don't need any of that stuff to come to you. He is on his way right now. That's what he was saying from the moment this this happened in Luke 2. He wanted you to know he's on his way. I'm here to decree and declare to you and encourage you today that he is on his way to you. He is on his way to you. It hasn't happened the way you thought yet because he's still in route. But now you were in a place. Now that you have heard the word, he said you were in a place to receive. Now you are ready to receive. Now you are in the place where he said I can answer you and I can do for you and I can provide to you. I just needed to make sure you knew I was still on my way. I just needed to make sure, he said, that you understand that, that I am really all that you need. That there is nothing else that can be your resource. You can't rely on anything or anyone else more than you do me. And now that you understand that I can come to where you are. And when I come to you, blessings I will bless. Blessings I will bless you. Yes, that's what his word says. Blessings I will bless you. So Father, I praise you and I thank you that you are coming to where we are. I pray your blessings would land upon your people. God, I pray that every answer that your people desire and are standing in need of today would happen in the name of Jesus. I pray that, Lord, you will come to where they are because, Lord, you are on the way. So Father, I pray that every time their back feels like it's against the wall, and God, they get discouraged and they get depressed and they get downhearted God come to where they are. Lord, I pray that they'll just decree over every area of their life where they need you to show up. You're on your way. 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 On your way. If you got to put that on post-it notes, he's on his way. Put it on post-it notes around your house. If you got to text it to yourself. If you got to put it on Facebook, he's on his way. He's on his way. He's on his way. Do it. Whatever you got to do. If you got to look at your enemy and say he's on his way. The next time someone threatens you, don't don't worry about what they say. Just know he's on his way. The next time you look at your bank balance, come on, just know he's on his way. The next time the doctor gives you news, he's on his way. Somebody better hear. Stop relying on him and your doctor more than you do him. He is on his way. Do you believe that he's a healer? I believe that you're my healer. Come on, we sing it, but do you dare to believe he is on his way to you even now? So blessings, I will bless you is what the word of the Lord says. Father, do what only you can do. I thank you, the Lord, you are on your way to your people you are on your way in this moment even now God bless and heal deliver set free do whatever it is that people are standing in need of I pray in the name of Jesus and God as we go about our week every time our back is against a wall or we seem like we're in an impossible situation may we just have the ability and the audacity to prophesy over everything you are on your way in the name of Jesus now father I give you glory and I give you honor And I give you praise right now. Mighty, powerful God that you are. Glory, honor, and praise right now. Mighty and powerful God that you are. Mighty and powerful God that you are. We'll praise you, Lord, in advance. We'll praise you that you're on your way. We'll praise you that while we wait for you to show up, while we wait on you to complete your journey, oh God, that you are on your way. We thank you and we give you glory and we give you honor right now. Hallelujah father as we leave this place and not your presence and we carry you with us and god as people sow their seed in this place and we give our offering and we give online god i pray that you would bless it. And that, Father, you would multiply it. I pray that, Lord, you would bring increase to every giver. I pray back to them. Lord, even as your word says, God, I pray that you would just bring multiplication and increase into their life in every capacity. God, I pray that they would see the goodness of God in every area of their life. God, let there be no area of lack. God, let there be no area of depletion, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name above every other name, and we give you the glory, and Lord, we give you the honor, and Lord, we give you thanks today that you were on your way. In Jesus, your mighty name, the church says, amen.